You're listening to the Elevated News Podcast with two dope dudes. Here are your hosts, Dave and Aaron. Welcome to the Elevated News Podcast with two dope dudes. That's us. We're a podcast focused on discussing local and national canvas news and culture. I am Aaron. This is David. Hello. What's going on, dude? How are you? I feel fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. I also feel fantastic. The weather's getting worse, so I don't feel the greatest, but, you know, I don't like gray days. Gray day? You don't like, like, what about chickens? Do you like gray day chickens? Like gray day chicken eggs? Yeah, I would say so. Okay. You're probably not wrong. Okay. Yeah. I That's, never really got a lot of great A's. I got you. Well, I did actually. I was pretty smart. Yeah, a lot of great A's. Yeah. During gray days. Ooh. Eating great A chicken. Eggs. I like it. Maybe we should make a song. You know, if only I could do stuff like that. If only I was creative like that. Yeah, you and me both. Oh well. What's uh? So yeah, it is uh episode twenty two. Let's go. Bam. I'm into that. Getting it done. Yeah, that's super cool. Oh, yeah. So, uh, what is new with you, dude? It's uh, Thanksgiving week, right? <clears throat> it's, uh, yep. It is my uh, favorite time of the year. Is it? Uh, in 100%. I, uh, I like the let's get everybody together. Yeah, that's cool. not worry about gift giving. Ah, the gift giving. Yeah, they just, you, know, you make... The getting the family together thing more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, yeah, we don't really do Christmas. We do, uh, we do like Christmas at my house. Um, yeah. Me and the girls. And, um, then sometimes, uh, usually my wife will go to her family's house. Yeah. And then I don't have to really do anything because, uh, it used to be that I would go on a motorcycle run every year on Christmas Day. Oh really? And so I was usually not available till late afternoon. That so, sounds cold, man. Uh, it is. Uh, I will tell you, it is very cold. Uh, to ride your motorcycle on Christmas Day. Yeah. In Chicago. Yeah. That yeah. Sounds... From from the suburbs to Chicago. Oh Jesus. Yeah. And then go on <sighs> a go on a run. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bikers be crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah bikers be crazy but yeah so uh traditionally i've usually gotten out of that because for a long time i was uh doing that motorcycle stuff yeah 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 i um yeah I, I don't know i do the christmas thing i don't mind it for the kids i don't mind it either but there's yeah. really no kids in my family yeah and there's nobody's got really little kids like cousins do i think yeah i got a couple cousins do fuck you're gonna get mad at me from hearing all me blasting this no this microphone. is fine as long as you're not doing this one yeah i do that a lot sometimes. i know you do it's okay yeah, i'm sorry it's all right let's get into the show let's um, do it let's do plugs uh obviously you can find the elevated news podcast uh with two dope dudes on apple podcast spotify and all your other favorite streaming and podcast apps uh two dope dudes youtube channel uh give us a like leave a review we appreciate it um this obviously helps us reach more people we have been doing better it's been you know i think consistency is key I like that. It, you know, we're just going to keep doing this because we're stubborn and we like doing this cool. and hanging out, you know? Cool people's key, too. People cool people. People listen to us. Yeah. That's neat. Yeah. It's always intrigued me. Yeah. I'm a fan. Me, too. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you. And watching. And watching. Yeah. <laughs> you can find us on supportdopeople.com. 
uh, along with links to our other pods and free stickers just by providing your email and address. And that is going well as well. And then you can always email us two dope dudes podcast at gmail.com for all your questions or things you want to talk about. Uh, e drugs, not, um, not the biz kind, but you know, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I'm Aaron and I'm Dave and we're the two dope dudes. We're here to tell you about the Crop Culture Box, where you get a curated selection of quality grow items and seeds to help you plant with a purpose. Use our code 2DOPEDUDES for $10 off any box, $100 or more for new customers. Get the Goat Holiday Box and check out their selection of seeds, too. That's cropculture.net. Use the code 2DOPEDUDES. And it's helping the local homies. Yeah. Stop supporting these damn multi-state monsters and help the homies. Yeah. Support dope people, literally. Support dope people. And Chris is one of those dope people. Yeah, absolutely. So cropculture.net, and uh, yeah, for sure. Dave? Uh, Yeah, if you'd like to, please check me out at Peace, Love, and Cope on YouTube. I stream Thursday nights. Um, I've been talking about putting more content out there. I've just been very distracted here lately. Thanks, Kelsey. Love you. Kelsey's awesome, by the way. The greatest I, thing in my life. I don't. I don't know if she watches the podcast, but I don't know. I don't know. She's pretty. We're gonna find out. We're now. gonna find out. Yeah, she's gonna tell me now. Oh yeah, especially after that thing you told me earlier. I can't believe she does that. Yeah. She definitely not listening to this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's why I said that. I'm like, well, she's definitely gonna say something now. Yeah. Um. But no, I <laughs> um. Check me out, please, and. I will be there more for you. I'm always there for you. Yeah. You can always email me, peaceloveandcope at gmail.com. And yep. I will answer any questions. Um, yep. He yeah. might even give you a cell phone number. Ooh. And then he'll be texting your mom. Yep. That's, that's how it goes. <laughs> you know, um, win. Win for me. No, but uh, I'm absolutely looking forward to uh, you putting out some more content and uh, – you know, we're working on more educational stuff here, uh, and you know, we're both really excited to do that. And I can't wait for some of that stuff to start coming out too. Yeah, you know what I mean. Hundred percent. So, um, let's get into the. Uh, wow, that's awesome. There's yeah. a not that you guys can probably hear, but there's a truck backing up outside with a beeper. Um, but yeah. <laughs> let's get into the news just because. Um, probably going to be a shorter episode today, but that's okay. Um. We've been going like over an hour, and I'm like, man, we're gonna have to start making these super long. Yeah, but uh, not really. Um, let's talk about let's talk about uh Snoop Dogg, dude. Let's I talk like about Snoop. let's talk about Snoop Dogg. Uh, I'm I'm sure everybody He's saw this. Yeah, Snoop's cool. I've met him before. Really? Yeah. Oh, I would love to hang yeah, out. Yeah, Snoop's with cool. DMX was much cooler. I love that guy. Yeah. R.I.P. That guy. Speaking of R.I.P.s, <clears throat> yeah. Can I take a second and I just say, uh, you know, R.A.P. to Mark uh, was a loyal, loyal listener and uh, he passed away a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he was one of our Arkansas listeners and uh, he listened from, you know, the very beginning. And so R.A.P. to that great man. Thank you, Mark. Uh, so, yeah. Love you, pal. Yeah. Uh, so Snoop Dogg, uh, he, uh, he uh, uh, released a statement saying he was giving up smoke. Right, and the internet uh, and marketing media kind of went crazy about it, right? Yeah, I'm sure everybody heard about it. Yeah, and so there were some people. Uh, some people had actually guessed that he was uh, not actually giving up marijuana, but uh, was going to start smoking uh, THCA, 
because he just invested in a uh, company to sell hemp-derived products in all 50 states. Um, that doesn't seem to be it. It seems to be. Uh, he is uh, going to be uh, the spokesperson for a smokeless fire pit. Yep. A, a smokeless fire pit. So he's not actually giving up marijuana because that would be... But it triggered everybody. Now people are like, I need this Snoop Dogg smokeless fire pit. That's pretty cool. That's a good marketing. Yeah, it's called, the, market. it's called the solo stove. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. How yeah. awesome is that? Yeah. What a way to be... They should pay him so, twice what they thought so they were going to pay There's a him. bunch of those. You know, it's just a... It's just a uh, it's just a fire pit with holes in the bottom at the at the lower end. That way, the smoke, you know, there's air and smoke gets carried out. It's not like you just mm. drill your grill. Mm. Same thing. Mm. Pretty cool. Who knew? Yeah. I mean, you don't have a backyard, or you don't have a uh, back porch fire pit, obviously. I have a. I do. I do have some fire pits. You uh, do have some fire pits, but I have them dug into the ground. And then you just put the wood in there. Now, I guess uh, I have to say I wouldn't. Bar. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't have been surprised if he quit smoking marijuana because he definitely smokes a lot of marijuana, and he is a. Um, he uses his voice. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Uh, Willie Nelson quit uh, combusting marijuana. I think so. Yep. yep. I think he just uh, sticks with the edibles now, which yep. is that's you right. know fine. It you know I. There's been a part of me that's contemplated slowing back down again. Since I've started smoking again, I have been, like, packing on the LBs, man. I have been just straight um, gaining, well, it's, you know, I the munchies are a damn real thing. And it's maybe not even just munchies as much as it's, like, um, I don't, my, I don't feel not hungry. Yeah. I don't, it's fucking weird, man. Like, I've been wanting to, you know, I've been losing weight pretty good. And then all of a sudden, fucking start smoking again. And now I'm like, I don't know, dude. Weird me out. Weird me out. Well, I mean, have you been journaling about it? I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good at taking the yeah. mental notes about what's been happening here. Hmm. Especially... You just stand on the scale; it'll tell you. That's true. Zone, you know? Yeah, that is 100% true. But and it, and it is 100% because of cannabis. I I have that like. It, it's a it is a response directly related to me feeling the effects that I feel. I do. It's direct. <clears throat> like I, I the amount of ice cream that I have eaten. Man, that ice cream must be nice. No ice cream for me. Yeah. And it's not like it's packed full of that sugar and calories. And yeah. Fat and shit, you know? So then you just, you just pack it on, man. Well, and I, I eat it by the, by the cups full. Yeah, you definitely shouldn't do that. Have you, maybe, go to Andy's. Maybe switch. Oh, you go to Andy's? I love that. Andy's. That custard? Oof. We've had this discussion. Are we, is this custard discussion dwah? Probably dwah. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, we've gone on. But I just, I love ice cream. And it's, you know, dairy products probably aren't the best. I think they're the fine in moderation. Process. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't moderate. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm. Then you need to work out more or you need to expend <clears throat> more energy. 
Yeah, to a degree. But we that that's something I could talk about for days, I think, <laughs> me personally. But, like, if you eat better, you don't have to work out. And it's that's not true. that working out is a good or bad thing. It's, it's whatever you need to do for your physique or whatever. But, yeah. like, I mean, work you should out move as if much you as can't. Possible. 100%. You know, keep keep your body human 100%. Yeah. Keeping muscles um strong enough to keep going through the physical activity is yep. a beautiful thing. Balance and uh, stuff like that. But yeah, it also too eating properly helps your cell regeneration mm-hmm. and helps your uh psychology and it just it's it's far better to properly eat. Yeah. Um then it, it it's more medically beneficial for you to eat correctly than it is for you to exercise. It's just my take behind it. If you could only have one or the other, you would rather eat better than Correct. exercise. Because because you because you stay physically active, well at least I do. I stay physically active to a certain degree and like, you know, I make sure I get my push-ups in and my pull-ups in and my yeah. You know, I do a few things here and there to kind of make sure Some that cardio. my muscles feel strong enough. Mm. I walk quite yeah. a bit. Yeah, whatever. Nighttime cardio. Disc, oh, you know. The the disc golf fucking uh, thing mm. is, is not bad either. No. There's, there's kind of a, uh, you know, yoga aspect yeah. of that too. The kind of, so, no, I, I feel physically active and I feel kind of fine in that regard. I just need to stop m- maxing food. Just not even there. There's no like. When I wasn't smoking, I didn't feel the urge to destroy a bag of chips. I could like eat right. one or two of them, and I was fine. I was satisfied. Right now, bro, potato chips and ice cream. Just watch the fuck out. So, um, are you still uh, because uh, with your uh new girlfriend, uh, you were because she does not consume cannabis. Correct. And so you were not consuming cannabis uh, around her. Uh, is that still pretty much in effect? <coughs> or is that changed? I, mean, I, I smoke at the end of the night to like, I, got I hit a vape pen. Okay. You know, like bananas and oranges or something. So it's mostly just during the day you're maxing out. Yeah. Well, I got yeah, that, That's yeah, what yeah, I was trying to figure yeah, out. My, like my average eat routine has been going on, but like daytime, like after smoking now, I'm gonna drive past that Dimples Donuts. Dimples Donuts. Yeah. I'm gonna, you know, the lady in there is so fucking nice. Then I start to like, well, it's only, you know, uh, I don't know. I try yeah, to I justify know. it, and then like, my impulse control is so much fucking worse right now than it is. But like, also because of how schwacked I'm feeling, <laughs> you know, like I, I, and I'm trying to like get back on the horse. Like I've been on the horse my whole life. I'm not taking any of my own medical advice and nope. whatever. I just jump no, right back on the horse. I and- literally, I literally like, I'm just like in my head, I'm just like saying all the things to you that I know that you would say. And I can just hear you going, nah, nah, nah. I'm pretty that's good at, a, that's nah. about it. Yeah. That's, you know, <laughs> It's mostly because, too, um, peer pressure is a bitch, dude. Yeah. You know, like, and it's not anything bad. I I, I love the um, ritualistic mm-hmm. passing of a pipe with friends and yes. doing whatever. It's, the, it's now that I'm back, everybody's like, oh, you're back. You smoked this two-gram joint with no, nothing yeah. but concentrate in the middle of it. Here, eat these edibles. And, the, and then all of a sudden, I'm like... 
fuck, man, watch out food. And like the more, I'll tell I, you what, this thing, I don't know, getting a, a tolerance to it in the capacity where you've almost gotten to the point where you don't feel it anymore. Yeah. It might be, it might be good to some degree. But it might, I don't know how to fucking take it yet. I'm trying to work my way through the whole process because this thing can be a, it can be a fucking ride, dude. Yeah, it really can. If you do too much of the thing, it can be a fucking ride. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm, I'm a big advocate for, you know, um, the low and slow and like knowing your limits and like just. It is what it is. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason proper to like, dosing is yeah in, effective in, dosing in anything in, right right. See when when I used to when I was growing up, I fucking hated mushrooms. I thought they were the worst yep. shit in the entire world. But it was because everybody was telling me to eat fucking a half eighth or an eighth or whatever. And like, dude, I was just getting schwacked. I yeah, know, like the walls were melting on me. I'm trying to like. You know, I was watching uh, a movie once, and I remember it was just one of those things that, like, you get fucking caught up on. But I was watching some movie once, and I was like, man, the production value on this movie sucks. And my buddy looked at me, and he's like, what are you, Ebert and Roper? He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, bro, they couldn't get this lady's face to, like, stay still for one second. I'm like, why would they just make it keep moving? <laughs> and he looked at me all weird as fuck. He's like, bro, the movie's straight as fuck you're the one who's all whacked out and i was like wait what and it fucked me up i was like oh i got in my head real bad and i was like all oh, these mushrooms man it's making it so i can't see straight and i now i'm not in control I, now he thinks i'm even a roper i'm fucking over here just fucking you know i'm having these these overthinking thoughts and i was like nah now taking small tiny micro doses of this it's been one of the most beneficial to my I, I genuinely believe for my psychology, that shit has been some of yeah. the most effective medicine that I've taken in a while. I talked to my, uh, my girlfriend's, uh, um, grandfather about mushrooms last week or this one, this last week. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's real cool. That's, you, you know, it's, it's funny because there's only a, I mean, when did it, 1940 something? Yeah. Plenty of our grandparents yeah. were born before 1940 something, right. right? That's when it was 1946 or 1947 when cannabis left the pharmacopoeia, right? So, like, it was all World War related. It was all in the World War times and shit. And um, I don't know. It's just there's this generation of probably misinformation that exists about some of the things that can be unbelievably beneficial you know and i i like finding the proper amount and doing the thing that's going to make you feel um maximum you know effect and and not yeah. maximum effect in intoxication but maximum effect in what are you trying to use this thing for and that's what i think with cannabis i used to tell everybody do you have a purpose to use the thing and then yeah. If you tell me yes, if you think there's anything in the world that you could possibly use it for, I will tell you how to use it for that. But you just got, it's like a mindset about it too. And then it's also, then it's knowing proper dose. And, right. You know, but hey, properly dose yourself. Don't yeah. overdo things. Yeah. Don't, don't overdo things, uh, set and setting. And take a, take a 
just take a month off and then re-get into this thing sometime. Yeah, it'll it'll uh, change your perspective on some shit. things. Maybe maybe it's not a full month because no, I think so a that month you don't is have okay. to. Yeah, but I got them yeah. damn dreams. Now you I'm know, feeling better about but, it. Though, I'll tell you that. But I'm not dreaming as much. You know, Dave, during the day, uh, you could just you know consume CBD and then at night consume THC. Yeah, I. That would be worthwhile at least trying. Yeah, but it's... it's, As a test. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. You're welcome. I know. (laughs) I I just don't... um, It's it's like drinking non-alcoholic beer. Actually, I have some CBD. uh, I have some uh, grape fizzy from Goat uh, that you should try. It's it's really good. It's really good. I'm not scared. No, I know you're not. Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah. It'll be fun. You like this one? This is from uh, Crane Chicago Business. This is uh, Cresco Labs leans into efficiency, innovation after lower than expected loss. And so what it says is, while the last few months have seen Cresco Labs in the headlines for deal collapses and market exits, the company's executives focused on refining on its refined growth strategy in a call to discuss its latest financial results. Quotes, uh, there's a lot that goes into producing the Q3 that we had, CEO Charlie Bachtel said, while lauding his team's efforts. Bachtel credited the better-than-expected performance to Cresco's year-of-the-core initiatives while emphasized being incredibly competitive in our core markets and rigorous cost management. That means uh, we laid off a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. We are trying to do things cheaper because it is an increasing, increasingly more expensive to do what we do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, you summed the, that up well. Yeah, the approach, which the company leaned heavily into after its merger with Columbia Care, now the cannabis, lapsed. We reported on that, I believe, uh, either very early on or uh, probably uh, the on your live stream. Yeah, I definitely... Uh, I, I, know, I, I know I definitely sent you something about yeah. that. Um, resulted in a moderate decline in sales as the company closed out operations in states where it had a weak position, such as Arizona. But the metric fell less than the high single-digit drop initially projected. And see, that's the other thing, too, is the companies who started in Illinois had so little competition right? that their numbers were just unbelievably inflated. There was a lot of, like, uh, you know, pie-in-the-sky type shit yeah. where, where they were like, oh, my God, we're, we're making unbelievable money. And then they went into other markets that did already have established whatever and were already saturated. And I've called them publicly the Walmart of cannabis pretty much since the beginning of whatever. They tried to present a product that was... I miss early Cresco. Yeah, some of it was... Their reserve some, line was fire, but, yeah. but besides that, like, they definitely... they Even in their, like, kind of business model, like, they did things very effectively, efficiently, efficiently which was simply. not... That's not passionately. That's not what anybody who, you know, 
cares about this thing. That's not what crop culture is doing. They're not, even though there is something about effectiveness, but it's, it's also, there's a passion to it. These people were not passionate about it from the beginning. And I'm not trying to poo poo on anybody. No. And, Fresco that hears this. Who I understand passion, that. I'm just saying that, uh, very early on, like, as you know, very early on, like it, that would have been okay for them to be the Walmart of cannabis if they had done it with some love and passion, but that's, if it, they had the love and passion, I mean, but you know, but uh, and they still represent high supply. High yeah. supply is Cresco. Yeah, that is the most bought ounce of cannabis in in Illinois because mm-hmm. it's one of the most available ounces of cannabis. But it's it's a cheaper cost thing. But it's cheaper because they did it cheaper to begin with. Right. It, it's not like they weren't aiming to grow super fire cannabis. That's what the reserve line was. Yeah. That's why they had to bring right. out a hey, we actually can grow cannabis. Right. They brought out a simple ass product and that was it. It was over. Like and and that's the whole thing. Like this thing just represents itself. Cannabis is great. People know once you get your hands on it and once you understand it, get control of it, whatever, it's one of the best things there is. So it's easy for somebody where there's no other competition yeah. to just come in, make a simple product, and get away with it. But much like all of Michigan. Man, I had some uh my buddy, my buddy brought me some, uh, he went up to Michigan last week and brought me some, uh, pretty fire, uh, rosin. Mm. Oh yeah. So, uh, yeah, concentrates are great. So basically he also says it's not a one and done strategy. I think the decline you'll see from quarter three to quarter four will be less than what you saw from quarter two to quarter three, but we're going to continue to examine every dollar we spend and look for every opportunity to run a business more efficiently at corporate and in the field. That includes decisions about how to allocate the company capital when targeting expansion. So basically, uh, we're seeing trends already develop in states like New Jersey and Maryland that will make us more effective and more efficient uh, should we choose to move into those states than if the opportunity would have presented itself over the last 18 to 24 months? The company is also looking for market opportunities in states like Florida, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. Yep. So yep. there's uh, lots of MSOs moving and uh, leaving states, and every basically it's all about What's going to happen? We don't really know. We've got this thing. We just have to stay afloat until something else happens. That's, I mean, yeah. that's, that's the, that's about right. Give them any more, but that's, let the cannabis market go on its own. Yeah. And quality will always just mush out trash. And, and that's simply it. If you can't represent a decent product, and I guess it's not that they don't have some good things because they do, but that's the whole point. They're Walmart. They're a little cheaper, whatever. And if you can accept that that's what you're getting, then you're getting it. But in a lot of markets, people want good shit. I guess in Arizona, that's what it's saying because they didn't want that Cresco booty. Yep. So, our, which goes on to, you know, uh, our next uh, article, which is from Marijuana Biz Daily. Um, Cannabis multi state operators exit more states in the latter half of 2023. Uh, this goes on to say two of the country's biggest MSOs, Florida-based True Leaf Cannabis and Chicago-based Cresco Labs, exited state legal cannabis markets in the past five months, reflecting ongoing efforts to strengthen balance sheets as the industry awaits widely anticipated federal reform and improved investor sentiment. 
Yep. That's basically it. The so, other thing is too, the the rate at which these people are willing to borrow money is fucking weird. They're getting You know, there was uh <clears throat> there was actually an article about uh one of the bigger MSOs uh refinancing its debt so that they could have a lower rate. So there's still stuff going on right now. It, it, you dude, know, the amount of money that you need to it do was like these 51 things. Fifty one million or fifty one billion, something like that. It was crazy. Maybe it's fifty one million. Yeah, fifty eight million. Yeah. Yeah. So uh we just talked about Cresco. Um the company has retail operations in seven states, resulting in hundred and ninety one million in revenue in the third quarter and offsetting divestments according to Cresco's latest earnings results. So that's what that was. And uh TrueLeave divested its three remaining three remaining California retail outlets this year, according to filings, and ceased operations in Massachusetts. Uh, the other big news that you're going to probably will be seen by the time this comes out is that the federal government released its report on the woman who died in Massachusetts, which is why Trulieve, uh yeah. no longer does uh, that there, although they are still have a distribution network there, I believe. Um, There's a good chance. That was yeah. the woman uh, who had asthma uh, that worked in the facility uh where they were doing like pre-rolls and stuff. And so like that might be the first cannabis death ever. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, uh, yeah, if you, if, if you were watching this, uh, and you work in a, uh, place where there is p- dust particles in the air, wear a respirator, no matter what you think or what they tell you, it will save your life. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, um, Let's see here. By taking proactive steps to strengthen our balance sheet, streamline operations, and reduce inventory, we will exit 2023 as a leaner organization, truly CEO Kim Rivers said during the company's third quarter earnings call. With strong cash generation and a clearly defined strategy, truly is best positioned for the coming wave of meaningful growth catalysts. Now, a move by the U.S. government to reschedule marijuana would be the most meaningful of those catalysts and could help spur more investor interest in the cannabis industry. What do you think, Dave? Probably true. I mean, uh, everybody's waiting to see how Big Daddy government's going to give them theirs. Yeah, but I I don't know, man. I don't know how much people want to invest into other people's cannabis companies. There's a lot of people that want to invest into, like, their own cannabis companies, but they're not allowed to because the regulations are so weird. So... Make better licensing processes. Make you know, there's a lot that needs to happen. I'm sure, but I, um, I, it, I definitely know that once that into. happens, <laughs> there will be more money that rushes into the yeah. market. But what what more can you do? Like, it's not revolutionizing to put the fucking right. thing. You know, like cannabis is available everywhere, pretty much across the United States. You know, it's not getting less available. Um, and if you don't do it, then the state next to you does it. So you can just pop next door. You know? Yeah. Look but, at Indiana. <clears throat> it's got three, three states all around. It's surrounded by legal cannabis. Yeah. So literally at this point, um, and Indiana is going to get their tax money pulling people over and, uh, the market, the market's yeah. just where I think the market's at. Will, can it grow? Will it grow? 
Yeah, to a degree. And is there plenty of space for plenty of people? Yes. And is this big projection of how much people are going to spend on it probably more accurate? Yes. But if they keep doing the dumb shit that they have been doing, there will always be a secondary market that is not regulated by 30% taxation yep. and weird shit. So yeah, until there is some big ass reform, <laughs> how much money are you going to get return? You know, like, I don't know. I, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's rough out there. It's rough out there for a pimp. Dude, these damn government pimps and shit. The industry is also optimistic that the Safer Banking Act, which would protect financial institutions from federal prosecution if they serve state legal marijuana business, will be passed by the U.S. Senate. But the measure's prospects in the House of Representatives are less certain after a recent selection of hard-right Republican Mike Johnson at as the chamber Johnson I don't know if it's misspelled as the chamber's new speaker uh meanwhile support for marijuana legalization among Americans is at an all-time high yeah you know I mean they're ha- they're just it has to happen they're, it's just when now no see <clears throat> in my life I used to say okay Illinois will never get cannabis it's in my life I'm 34 I used to uh, I started I said the talking same about, about the this Cubs thing and when the Blackhawks. Yeah, I started talking about cannabis publicly in a. I've I've talked about it in high school. I started talking about it. I was like fourteen, fifteen years old. So I was like, shit, everybody needs to know about this. And then, um, I, in my life, I was like, there, there's no fucking way they're bringing a legal market here. There will always be some West Coast thing, and just it'll stay over there. And then once it got here, I was like, holy shit. Now it's just, now it's like there's no doubt about it. It's coming. Federal reform has to come. This thing is consumed by way too many people for it not to be looked at. I think, unfortunately, what's uh, what we're seeing happen uh, is that uh, the government has decided that this is how they're going to get their money, and that they're just going to they're going to overregulate and tax the hell out of it, and they're going to ruin pot. They're going to ruin pot for everybody. No, they're not because they like I just said. There's going to be a secondary market for this shit oh, yeah. all the time. And fucking local governments aren't going to fucking, you're going to get a few brown nosers that are going to be dicks about some things, but the rest of your local policy enforcers aren't going to fucking give a shit about it because there's federal regulation. Now you're allowed to do whatever. So what are you going to do? Send the fucking well, FBI from state to state to pull over fucking re- kids who are fucking. We'll see. Rescheduling <clears throat> it to, to uh, schedule three is not going to make it legal. I mean, they right, just need right. to they're deschedule just, it. And, and, 100%. Man, I, until they, that happens, like, if that happens, then that's a whole different story. Do what they do with, with nicotine. It's a, it's a, or, or alcohol. It's the same shit. I guess. I mean, you know, that's my, my take at it. Just fucking get it off a schedule list of anything. Yeah, it's just stupid. deschedule it. Yeah, deschedule the whole thing. We've there. said that before. Yeah. Like, it, marijuana needs to be descheduled, period. Yeah. Period. Um, so here's a good one. Speaking of, uh, California's biggest pot distributor has collapsed. California is the <clears throat> California is the, the biggest marijuana market in the United States, correct? I would assume. Um <clears throat> I mean Col- Colorado Colorado may Colorado smashed for a while. You might be surprised. Michigan might That's probably true. be up there too. Michigan just gets fucking flooded by their surrounding area. Indiana is right, and Indiana's fucked, 
Yeah. Illinois people are going to Michigan. Yeah. You know, I mean, Wisconsin people are going to Michigan. Ohio people are going to Michigan. Everybody's well, going to Michigan. Ohio just legalized. I mean, but they're, they're still going to go over to Michigan. It looks like probably. It looks like they're going to try and rewrite or they're going to rewrite some of those laws. Ohio is doing similar to Illinois where the voters legalized it, referendum or whatever, and then the governor goes, "Eh, I don't think they really understood what they were what they were saying, so we're going to make all these laws and just insert them into an already passed bill." Yeah. Uh, following Illinois' laws isn't terrible in some regard, but it is also no, a I big just fucking like, worse than the yeah. taxation range. That's the only thing that... I mean, we also have to understand, Vegas is the same way as here. Yep. Uh, shit, Colorado's kind of the same as here. I think they're only 5 or 10% less than we are, and it might not even be that much anymore. But people around the whole entire United States are getting whacked 30%. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. It's weird, dude. I mean, Michigan's one of the best, and I think they're like 15 or something. That's why you should get your medical card. If you uh, have questions about that, you can contact uh, the Two Dope Dudes podcast at gmail.com, and we would be happy to refer you to somebody in your Illinois area. Yeah, I got you. 100%. But then you can get 1% sales tax, Yeah, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this spring, rumors were swirling that Herbal, one of California's largest cannabis distribution companies, was on the verge of collapse. So Mike Baudry, Baudry the company's CEO, sent out an email on May 18th declaring that these rumors are categorically not true. Categorically not true. Herbal continues to be fully operational. Less than a month later, Herbal has completely collapsed. Dun, dun, dun. Mm. So, Herbal's failure left a trail of damage that hurt small pot brands and shorted the state some $17 million in unpaid taxes. Herbal is only one of the latest high-flying California pot startup to crumble, following companies like Flocana, which raised $175 million in capital only to collapse, and MedMen. Oh, Jesus. The California startup that earned a billion-dollar valuation calling itself the Apple Store of Weed only to find itself this year on the brink of financial ruin. They were. Um, publicly, I don't have anything to say about Mad Men. <laughs> no, it's all good. <laughs> not I, on I, video. <laughs> yeah, not, not recorded. They were, a, they were a wild bit. They yeah. tried to take over everything. Bear life. Yeah, um, and I they came that. in, and their their CEO or something of that nature was up on a stage, and they forced all of us to go to this thing. And fuck, I wish Drummer was listening right now. And if she does, that'd be awesome because she'll. She maybe, said she does. We'll we'll force her. To oh do no, this she so she, she can subscribed. The but they had like some catchphrase or something, and the guy kept saying it. And that fuck, I don't remember. Oh, what it is. I, you know, I have heard this story before, but and it was, it was like, <clears throat> is this the, uh, the like the, the go get it or something? And I, then we, it at was, the end, where he wouldn't consume, is this the same story? No, I he or am I conflating he, two different? He, I think you have two different stories, but okay. the the catchphrase was something very simple and similar yes. to that. And you might be right. I don't know his consumption background or now, but. 
This guy got up there and literally, it felt like fucking Tony Robbins and shit, dude. Or or what was his name? Tony fucking. No, Tony Robbins. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, um, Solace is super into Tony Robbins. He goes to Tony. He's like a Tony Robbins dude. Yeah, I had a buddy who was like friends with him. I've seen like pictures of them that's awesome. together and shit. Like they used he used to do like um, uh, speeches. Yeah. with him and shit. It was crazy. Yeah. Anyway, awesome. yeah. No, shout I, out to Tony Robbins. Hey, how about it? Um, he's probably listening. It's seven billion people. The whole world listens to this. You can tell by the views on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, you know what my, my brain did when I said Tony Robbins and then second question it? I was thinking about Christopher Robbins for a second. Dude. Oh, okay. That's like, who's that? Winnie the Pooh or something? Yeah, shit? Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, you know. And Christopher Robin, too. I was like, damn, did I just bring the fucking Winnie the Pooh no. guy up? No. No. But, yeah. Um, anyway, that's what it felt like. It was really weird. Um, they came in, and they were like, oh. We're we're the Apple Store. We're billion dollar. Yeah. We're whatever. And then like the merger fucking failed. They went from like it was like a hundred million dollars or something. It, it was, was something crazy. No, it was like a fucking six hundred and twenty five million dollar valuation yeah. or some crazy. I don't remember what the yeah. fuck it was. It was nutty, buddy. Um, supposed to be the biggest cannabis purchase yeah. ever, but it was yeah. all in fucking stock option. And their shit went from thirteen dollars a share to like a dollar, and yeah. like it was the weirdest. And this was this was before <clears throat> before the the COVID times. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. This yep. is this yep. is back in the pre-COVID, right? Before, right? Yeah, right before. It's like the maybe year, like a year before. Year before. <clears throat> yeah, because I got transferred over um, to be a uh, manager at the other store because uh-huh. they were coming in and well, whatever. Yeah, whatever. And then they came back and they're like, no, we're strong. We got this shit. We're making like, man. recreational is coming. We're going to make a fuck ton of money, you know? You guys got to get ready. We're like, all right, whatever. And they did, man. They fucking They were right. They piled it in for a little while. So, good on them. Yeah, good, good on, on them. them. Yeah. So here is why this is, uh, this is, uh, yeah, so drummer, tell us what the catchphrase was. That's the point. We'll clip this right here and uh, send it to Drummer. Yeah, nice. <laughs> uh, California state law requires distributor companies to work as middlemen between pot producers and retailers. Herbal's demise has become a giant flashing red warning sign because of the vital role distributors play in California's market. If a company is large and entrenched as Herbal can go under, experts say, then there are deep problems in the industry that will only lead to more company failures. Didn't we just sign a law in Illinois with uh, transporters? Basically, this is the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I do feel, this is what it says, I do feel like we're going to see a significant and material number, number of closures up and down the supply chain. Wesley Hine, the president of the Cannabis Distribution Association, told SFGate. Observers in the industry say that Herbal's demise shows how cannabis companies in California are forced to abide by a more difficult set of rules than other industries. They also argue that if Herbal were a different type of company, the state government would have stepped in to save it. Yeah, pretty much. Like, yeah. I, basically what they're saying is that overregulation is bad. Yeah, I mean, did it just say that they missed paying 17, $17 million dollars in, in taxes? Hello. Fuck you. Fuck that up. Um, who else? What else did I just see? Somebody else. Aren't oh, you an all St. Louis, because of missed paperwork, 
uh, missed out on $15 million in uh, taxes, it looks like. I, I, that doesn't make any sense, dude. Like, what, is, what? what has the government ever <clears throat> taken over and made better, uh, more efficient? Nah, nah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, Tyler Kearns, the founder and CEO of Seven Leaves, a Sacramento-based cannabis company, said it felt sickening in the moment in June when he learned that Herbal had finally bit the dust. Kearns said Herbal owned Seven Leaves 80... $880,000. So when he found out in June that the company had started laying off delivery drivers, he realized it was going to be almost impossible to get that money back. Oh, no. I knew this was going to be the biggest failure in U.S. cannabis history, Kearns told SF Gate. Herbal wasn't always arousing such fear. Founded in 2016 by veteran executives by the food distribution industry, it quickly grew to be a major player in California's newly legal pot market. By 2022, the company was delivering to over a thousand stores and reportedly sold $700 million worth of cannabis in 2022 alone, making it a massive pillar of California's 5 billion legal pot market. From 2018 to 2022, it was the largest distributor in the state. So six Where years. Where the fuck is the money? Bro, you sold $700 million of fucking weed as one company and you where's the fucking money dude dude it's all cash there so you know you know what's going on that's some that's some crazy shady shit bro that's some weird you know it's i don't think regulation is (laughs) is the part there because they didn't pay the motherfucker 17 million dollars in taxes to begin with and they didn't pay this other company eight hundred eighty thousand. these motherfuckers (laughs) were yoinking money and hey I would look at their top executives' boats and shit and go, oh, no, no, that makes sense. That's probably where the money's at. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Uh, Herbal's rapid rise was driven largely by two factors. It's exclusive distribution contracts with some of the biggest brands in the state, which made Herbal attractive for retailers and even smaller pot brands, and it's tranche, trench of investment cash which allowed Herbal to keep paying its bills even as the rest of the state's industry sunk into a debt crisis. Okay. Both of those factors started to unravel in the past two years. In January 2022, Herbal lost its contract with Raw Garden, one of the biggest producers of California or cannabis in California. The distributor quickly filed a lawsuit alleging that Raw Garden had breached its contract, but the lawsuit has yet to be resolved, leaving the distributor without one of its top-selling products. Without a big name like Raw Garden, California's debt problems started to drag down the company. Herbal had become known as the Bank of Cannabis in California because it kept buying more cannabis from from suppliers even after retailers stopped paying for goods they had purchased from Herbal. That meant Herbal was effectively holding debt for the entire industry. Mm. As unpaid bills piled (coughs) piled up across California's weed market, a 2022 report estimated that the industry was sitting on over $600 $600 million in debt. It eventually became too much for Herbal to handle. Rumor, yeah. Rumors started spreading that the distribution company, which had a reputation for paying producers no matter what, was no longer doing so. The panic left even more brands to leave the platform. Oh, see, now I guess that makes more sense. See, I, I had jumped to too many goddamn conclusions. <laughs> hey, that's no fucking joke, man. Like, if, some, if the other people ain't paying their bills, 
But that's the other thing. That's why I told. That's why I've been saying like, there's only so much fucking weed that's gonna get sold, especially if your shit is so much more expensive than everywhere else. It doesn't make sense. Go to fucking Oregon for a minute. Go to fucking uh, Washington. Go to Oregon was the craziest shit I've ever seen, and it was. That was exponentially my... better than fucking Michigan. We just only know Michigan because of our proximity to it. Yep. But man, them motherfuckers are selling. You can carry two pounds of weed. If you got a fucking Oregon license, you can carry two pounds of weed in a backpack. You can literally have it on your fucking yep. person and, and you're okay. It's like a totally different mindset about the thing. Let the fucking market go. Let it fucking do its thing. If people sell it and buy it, it's a plant. You know, I there is a bunch of effort that goes into growing good cannabis, and people will pay for that. But there's also plenty of people who will take Cresco High Supply and 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 go home happy as shit because they didn't have to pay as much as the rest of the people. And I want to show you that picture. That was uh, actually Oregon was my first experience with legal cannabis. Nice. Twenty sixteen. Nice. That was. fucking slayed i was even as an out-of-state person i think i was able to purchase an ounce of weed or two ounces of weed or some shit like a hundred bucks and i was like what i got edibles i got like i flower i must have bought 15 20 packs of joints yeah because they were it was like eight dollars a piece dude i just walk around the japanese gardens smoking fucking pre-rolls looking at roses yeah dude i was in the fucking you know i was in the mountains there went to yellowstone Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I was there for uh was, roller derby for the uh for champs in yeah. twenty sixteen. That was fun. With the champs. Yeah. yeah. Still the most yeah, most uh beautiful. Mm. Oh. Yeah. I'm tired of hills though right now. I, I you know, I love Portland, but the hills, I don't want to fuck with hills. I fucked with too many hills in Arkansas. Climb the damn mountain. I've been watching a lot of uh mountain climbing shit again i really got back into it pretty good uh, dude I, cl- I legitimately climbed a mountain <clears throat> in arkansas they took the alpinist off of netflix really? my heart got broken but you i probably... wanted to download it for you yeah okay i got you literally literally i got you yeah the alpinist okay oh any, any movies or tv shows i got you oh my no, God. dude you have no idea <clears throat> well, just bring me a hard drive well <laughs> <laughs> so uh cut that out not a pirate, Yarhar. Uh, yo ho, Let's see here. He admitted that Herbal had missed payments to some of its suppliers, but assured customers that we fully expect the current situation to be temporary. The letter did little to change concerns, yet more brands left the company, and some called on retailers to stop paying Herbal and instead pay the cannabis brands directly. The final blow came June 20th when... MJ Biz Daily reported that the company's main lender, East West Bank, had canceled Herbal's line of credit, effectively turning off the company's cash flow and plunging California's biggest pot distributor into receivership. Wow. That's left cannabis brands looking for money they may never receive. Uh, Ali Jamalane, owner of San Francisco cannabis company Sunset Connect, said he is owed $180,000 by Herbal. Like Kearns, he said he has little hope of getting it back, that he felt used by Herbal because he launched with the company in January of this year, just as, in hindsight, it appears the company was crumbling, but said the distributor 
obscured its poor financial position by repeatedly assuring Jamalain that the company was on firm financial footing. So he said, oh yeah, they said, they said we're fine. Okay, cool. So they sued him. Wow. Yeah, so um, basically, I think uh, the cannabis market is in disarray. Wow. <laughs> and that's the other thing, too. If that's happening... Yes, <clears throat> in California. Um, how much investor money do you think people are willing to put into companies like this? If people aren't getting paid, this is going to be the biggest red flag for investment yep. into the cannabis industry. It, yeah, that's crazy as fuck, actually. So here is one more thing that I wanted to say. Um, Hein of the Cannabis Distribution, Associ Associ Cannabis Distribution Association said that Herbal's failure was partially caused by poor business decisions, particularly its continued reliance on the traditional distribution model despite its clear pattern of California retailers being unable to pay their bills. But, he said, the collapse also exposes systemic issues in California's pot industry that will doom other businesses. He pointed to overtaxation, competition from unlicensed pot businesses that undercut legal operators and very excessively and overly burdensome regulations, and compared the collapse of Herbal to the 2008 failure of the Lehman Brothers Bank. Lehman Brothers was a century-old firm with 99 profitable years. You would think somebody in all of that would go, let's bail them out. Let's put money in. But when they looked like they were too risky to invest in, that really signaled something, Heinz said. So this is a story about Herbal, but it's also a story about every distributor, so there's still time to fix the system. There's always time to start trying to improve and correct things. Yeah, that's a... a I mean, taxation's an issue, but yeah, the dollar bills are getting handed to your fucking. It, it there's just too much product, also being grown at it. At what rate do you do it? I don't know. Maybe there's a lot more going on behind. I I just know that distributors are massive. Yeah, in some of these places, out here we literally have cultivation sites that are built out to be 1 million square feet of growing cannabis. They're fenced off yeah. so that they could grow in a building. Yep. And they're, maybe maybe their footprint's only half of that or mm -hmm. quarter of that or whatever right now, but they have it set up so that they could do the thing. When other fucking new distribution companies or cultivation companies are only given a 5,000 square foot footprint. So now you're fucking like, you know, it's, it's, um, I don't know. It's weird. And maybe, maybe is 5,000 square foot enough for a company, but how many people can you, there's yeah. a lot that goes into that. Maybe I'm trying to unpack it in my brain really fast, but it's not, um, it's, I mean, it, it's, it's layered. It's super layered up. There's a lot of fucking people, uh, but debt is money too, you know. Yeah. Like debt, debt is something that needs to be paid. And if this company Herbal is owed all kinds of debt that isn't getting paid by the people who are bringing in the money every yeah. day, that's pretty bad too, you know. And now, and now, companies you're going to see a lot of companies collapse in California. 
obviously. They it already looks were. Like, they, well, yeah, it has been. Their decline has been well, nutty. Since like 2015, 2016, it's been nutty. Yeah. You know, when, when, they, even, when they started really over-regulating extracts and... Uh, they, they tried yeah. to take on more in like probably 2018 or 2019. It was right before COVID came about. California did a bunch of law reform and it almost looked like they were trying to be Illinois 2.0. It was like, oh my God, wait a minute. Illinois is making fucking 36% fucking taxes on their people and their people are fucking spending this much money on cannabis. And they were like, we'll do the same fucking thing. But they already had an established market. They already had people that were willing to say, fuck that. Yeah. And, and if you're, if your people are smart, they just get a fucking medical license. Don't get whacked by fucking taxes. But it 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 seems worse than that when you when when we're hearing what's going on there. It seems like there's an excess of products sitting on shelves that people aren't selling, so they can't give you the fucking money back. Right. Your shit isn't selling, or or it's not sold. And you can't and, just stop the process. You can't just stop growing weed. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like if you're if if as a producer you're constantly oh you're producing, it's a cycle yeah hundred you know what I'm saying and so yeah I don't know it's weird and and support dope people yeah <laughs> support yeah. dope people for sure yeah you know holy cow I I think uh, this the, is crazy the, it is crazy um I think the point of it is is that uh probably could be the best time to invest in the cannabis market it's also the most unstable time to invest in the cannabis market yeah but it's just you know at, at what level of risk for what level of return because even if you told me i get 15 percent or 20 percent yeah. and you're gonna pay me back in a year um fuck yeah dude, like, like how many I, points on that yeah we see yeah. like how how yeah that's a, you're willing to give somebody 15, 20% on their fucking dollar. Yeah. You're, you know, you're taking monster risk. Yeah. But where is the fuck is the money going? Because I watched these things get sold and I saw how big the inventory started to get there towards the end with recreational. And there was even times legitimate as fuck when they first came out, when it was all hyped up and everybody was, there was 400 people lined up on fucking the first day of cannabis in Illinois, maybe 600, whatever. We had to kick a bunch of people out. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, dude, it was, it, it, of course it was all hype. It was glitter and gold, but I literally, I kept talking the whole time. I'm like, this is not going to fucking keep going. People can't keep coming here. And I'm not even fucking around when I say that the first, the first time I watched a guy buy one ounce of cannabis from Illinois on the recreational side, he bought <laughs> eight eighths of cannabis at $88 and 88 cents a piece. Oh, it's 720 fucking dollars for an ounce of cannabis, and he did it with a smile on his face. Now, there are people that have maybe that kind of money to piss away. The average you and fucking me, we just don't. Yeah, there's no way you can blow that kind of money to go, oh, well, I have the, the legal right to do it. This dude said, I wish I could buy another ounce. I said, you are out of your fucking mind. I said, get back in the fucking back of that line. You can do it. And there was like 600 people. He started laughing. He's like, no fucking thanks. But he literally said, I would do it again. Well, you fool. Now you're fucking illegally operating in Illinois. Now you've purchased too much fucking cannabis. And if you drove down the street 
and you got pulled over with two ounces of cannabis instead of one, like you're allowed to fucking have, yep. you would be breaking the fucking law. And it wouldn't be legal anymore. And it's cool for a moment to piss that kind of money away and whatever. And But that was it. It was like this moment of like, you know, I don't know. It might be like hitting the fucking the, mm-hmm. the, the slot machine and getting yeah. the fucking jackpot. And you're like, woo, you know, for a moment. But like. Dude, you can't sustain that forever. You're gonna keep spending money into hey, the fucking I, slot machine. I still have my my uh, my first anniversary uh, of recreational pin somewhere. Like, <laughs> you know, what does it say? Like essential or yeah, you know the yeah yeah you know yeah. Shout There's... out, <laughs> shout yeah. out to participating in the culture. No, um, point being, uh, fuck the recreational market. Uh, support, no, I mean, support it's fine. Your, Everybody, support your local should, home there growers. Should just be, there should, we should fucking draw a line. Fuck medical. Fuck recreational. It's all the fucking same. Tax fucking at the goddamn yeah. medical rate. Fucking tax at food rate, for Christ's yeah. sake. Tax, tax at fucking alcohol or cigarette rates, I don't even, because I, I don't, don't give a fuck. I don't fuck. think the sugar tax was... I think the sugar tax was less than the cannabis tax, wasn't it? Yeah. It's like 25 percent on the sugar tax right that's that was the cook county sugar tax no shit i think so that's Jesus they, they tried that for a while yeah, yeah. Well, they, they, that's crazy try, try it again put it on fucking caffeine no i just triggered no. somebody out there they're like no way no that was a, it was don't, a very bad idea don't fuck my duncan up yeah. i don't i already spend enough money there yeah i it know was, it was a that's percentage based on the the amount of sugar in the uh in the drink I, I think they either uh, talked about doing it or uh, uh, did do it. I don't remember. Yeah, but yeah, it was crazy. a bad idea. That's crazy. That's crazy. Well, hell yeah. That's episode 22. Woo! Woo! Shout out. Um, we love you all. Any last words? You want to wrap it up? Um, there's no difference between recreational and medical cannabis. All use of cannabis should probably be classified as medical use of cannabis. Make sure you're properly doing uh, this thing and not overdoing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then make sure you are supporting your dope people, yep. much like our friend Chris at Crop Culture. Yep. Um, yeah. So, and so, thank you, Charlie and Rochelle. Yeah, thank you, Charlie and Rochelle, as always, here at the Low Bean Studios. Uh, Shout out to uh, all our friends and uh, hug your loved ones and uh, smoke weed every day. We love you. Peace. Later.
Yo, ding dong, we're done here, time to go.